This is episode 90 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. We thought it'd be fun to hear from each one of us with something our pastor has said that has really stuck with us. It could be something that recently hit you or maybe it stuck with you from a long time ago. Welcome to the Rise Up Podcast. Mine was pretty recent, actually, something I saw my pastor do. So I'll just start this out by saying I belong to a, a denomination is typically thought of as kind of having their their ducks in a row, their boxes checked, a nice orderly way we do things. Not a lot of things happening spontaneously here, but that's what I love about my pastor is he does what the moment calls for. Service had already wrapped up. You know, you got the everybody walk out and mingle music playing. We've already had our blessing to go on our way. And it could have been awkward for him to stop everybody as they're milling about trying to shake hands and do what they do before they leave church. But he did anyways, because we needed some prayer in our church. It was brought to his attention after this is after prayer requests. Look, we've got a time for prayer requests. All right. We do that during the service. We've got a time for this kind of thing. You could have said, oh, there was a time for this. You should have brought it up then. Service has already ended and somebody says, Pastor, we need to pray for so-and-so, this member of the church family who was really feeling it, really in need that morning. So hold on, everybody. Pastor stops everybody before they're on their way out the door. Uh, they kind of all are a little, a little in awkward positions, like starting to head out. The music comes down. Hey, guys, we need to pray right now for this group. And this whole church body, again, like I say, this is not the kind of thing that spontaneously happens at our congregation a lot, gathers around, lays hands on these people, praying for them in tears in the middle of what they're going through. And I'm impacted by this, even though I'm not the one receiving the prayer, because I see a leader of a flock, like a pastor is supposed to be, who sees the need in the moment and doesn't say, we don't do that here. We have a program for that here. We have a place for that here. Let's do everything in order. He jumped to the need when it needed to be seen to. That really stuck with me. A pastor is somebody who knows his flock and what they need in that moment. One thing that happened fairly recently, but it goes from a pastor who, my very first pastor uh, back in Oklahoma, and something dawned on me. Maybe he's, uh, I, I grew up in that, uh, I, I wasn't a youngster, I was in my early 30s, but uh, what happened was he's such a great Bible teacher, and he was known as a Bible teacher. So that was my initial uh training, if you will, you know, at, at the church under a Bible teacher. He dug into that Word of God, dug into the Word of God. And you know when people say your jobs or that's what I do, but it's not who I am, mm-hmm. right, the job that God has given you? Well, fast forward to fairly recently on, a, on another podcast called The Calling that, that yeah. I host— I talked with him and he is no longer he is, re, you know, so you know, unquote, retired. He's not a pastor uh, at a local church, but he still travels around and, and goes. And what I found out while talking to him was like some people say, like, what do you do for entertainment or what do you do for what, you know, your your off time if there is such a thing for a pastor? And you know what? Here it is years later. He hasn't pastored a church for a long time every day, every day. 
He digs into the Word of God. Mm. That's so. Being a pastor is not like what he does, although that's what he did. It's like who it's not just he, a job, right? Yeah. It's, it's who he is, mm. and he just digs into that Word of God and digs into the Word of God. And and my guess is he's going to keep digging into yeah. the Word of God uh, as long as he has breath yeah. on this earth. So that just really impressed me. That uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, you, you wonder who you're sitting under and what they do in their spare time. Well, in their spare time, he just loves digging in to the Word of God. So during this Pastor Appreciation Month, uh, just be thankful and, and be praying that your pastor uh, digs into the Word of God because you yes. hear the Word, and he touched on this in the calling my the podcast, burnout, because you hear that word a lot about burnout with pastors. I asked him that question, and he answered in the burnout, he goes, well, I think the problem with burnout is that there's a lot of pastors who try to copy other pastors or other people, and they don't do their own digging into the Word of God because the Word of God is energizing. The Word of God is life-giving. Oh, wow. And that was his take on burnout. He goes, yeah, I think people are just trying to copy other people. That's and, really interesting. Yeah, You're... I found it interesting, too. I'd never heard that perspective. You can hear more of that conversation on episode two of The Calling, a Family Life original podcast at familylife.org slash podcast. Well, I know my pastor now loves to dig into the word. He also loves to lament over the Buffalo Bills. So we hear about them sometimes during the sermon. But yeah. is it know, always I'm, lamenting um, as a non-sports it's, person? It's often lamenting. <laughs> Even when there's a win, there's something to lament over. <laughs> it's interesting to me how many things I'm still learning about the Bible, because look, we all work in ministry. We're, you know, in God's Word in the middle of our staff meetings, even. And I've been hearing sermons for a number of years now. So it's very unusual when there's something that I've never heard before. And it's always kind of struck me as odd that Jesus and his family went to Egypt. I was like, well, that's that's an odd, like it stuck out to me as strange, but it wasn't until my pastor put it together during a recent sermon that I was like, oh, Neat. So Jesus, as a child, when Herod is looking for him, escapes to Egypt with his family. The next thing we sort of hear about in the book of Matthew is the baptism of Jesus. And then the next thing we hear in Matthew is that Jesus is in the desert for 40 days and is tempted by the enemy and, of course, makes it through that temptation. What was cool is how our pastor paralleled it to the Israelites, who were also in Egypt, kind of a strange place for a bunch of Jewish people to be. Mm. How did they get out of Egypt? They went through the water in the same way that Jesus was baptized in the water. Wow. And then they spent 40 years, not days, in the desert. Maybe if they hadn't complained so much about the manna, it would have only been 40 <laughs> days. I'm not sure. But it was just interesting uh, how the Israelites were delivered through those three things and how we are delivered through what Jesus went through. Something else that my pastor pointed out in that same sermon is at the point of Jesus' baptism, the entire Trinity is present. You have Jesus, obviously, in the flesh, being baptized by John the Baptist. You have the voice of God saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, which I think that's kind of what it sounded like. And then you have this dove descend, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And so I just love a pastor that goes beyond 
you know, what the words are and how they apply to our lives and says, have you ever noticed this about the Bible? Because there are so many of those points that I think God uses to connect things in a deeper, more intricate way. And to me, it just speaks to God's ability to make really amazing, complex things, you know, mm-hmm. and and then it makes it easier to believe like that we were created by God because we're amazing and complex. And so I don't know, I just love when I see the word of God go beyond the face value and like have it peeled back and, and connected in neat ways. Yeah. October, Pastor Appreciation Month, but it really, and we all know that it should be every single month, every single day, we should be praying for our pastors and to lift them up and their families. And and uh, we just uh, want to take this time to say thank you to our pastors. And and we all can say thank you in so many specific ways uh, to keep encouraging them and lifting them up, uh, not only in this Pastor Appreciation Month, but every month of the year. If you're looking for fun, hope, and encouragement, you've come to the right place. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. You'll never forget <laughs> something I'm about to tell you. Okay. This is specifically for you, Tim. Whoa, okay. okay. Therese already knows this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm going to tell yeah, you something yeah. that you, Tim, will never, ever forget. <laughs> and my sure. guess is anybody listening now also will never, <laughs> ever better be, forget. Better be good. I already know what this is. I was once... A brownie, actually, a girl. You know, Girl Scouts are like the lower, the the lower. Before you become a Girl Scout, you become a brownie. That's the younger kids. I've heard rumors of this. Why? Tim and I were talking about this last week when you were off, and I was like, "Yeah, Steve was a Girl Scout," and Tim laughed so hard. And I and I was like, "Why are you laughing so hard?" And he's like, "Because that's not, you know, he thought I was making it up. Like he thought I was making a joke." And I'm like, "No, Steve was." Would you like an explanation, Tim? I would. I I had to think because it was kind of fun leaving it in obscurity. But well, now I really do need to know. I was a I was a wee lad as uh, I would just I was a little kid, little Stevie, right. little Stevie, and my mom was a brownie leader. She was she uh, yeah yeah. So to the brownie meetings and everything, and brownies the younger kids, and mm-hmm. and I was really young. But um, and so she would I was too she didn't get a babysitter, so she took me. To all the brownie meetings. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I. Okay. So here's what happens at the end of. You probably didn't know this about brownies. At the end, when you graduate, <laughs> he knows from brownies, the inside stuff. Well, yeah, I was there. Steve knows the insider. So much too. more than cookies. At the at the end of the brownie, when you graduate from brownies, they have a thing called brownie fly up, where you oh, are advanced. Like their bridging thing, yeah, 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 to the next level. And I became an honorary. Brownie, because they have a certificate, <laughs> and they even gave me a little ceramic figurine of a little baseball catcher, and it said Stevie on it. <gasps> really? Yeah, so I was a little kid, so, so I was I was an honorary brownie. Wow. And the next time I tell you something, mm-hmm. Tim, yeah. don't <laughs> doubt me, right. especially if it's crazy and it has to do with right. Steve. So, yes. So there's a fact that, Tim, mm. you will never, uh-uh. ever forget. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) I'm just here with you this morning. Super creepy. (laughs) (sighs) It's morning haiku time. Oh, Oh, boy. Sit back and relax. That's not part of the haiku. But only for a little bit. (laughs) Five syllables. 
Seven syllables. Five syllables. Can, we do this Can you every stop day? doing that thing with your voice? No, no, I like this. This is good. It's very relaxed. Here we go. It's very chill. Right, here we go. Sit back, kid. <laughs> A morning apple. Not two hours before bed. Eat peel, not the seeds. <laughs> That's more entertaining than an apple a day keeps the doctor away, isn't it? I mean, is the weird part over yet? Yeah, okay. Oh, the good part. You mean the good part? Yeah, the good part. Yeah, an apple, and I saw it, and I've had some apple. Tim, you had an apple yet? An apple a day? I got one right here. In the morning, and an apple not before bed, two hours before bed, apple's not good for you. So, oh, yeah. really? So don't make problems. it like your evening Yeah, don't make snack. it an evening thing. A morning apple, mm. there's so many health benefits. And again, eat the peel, not the seeds, almost seems... Eat na- peel, yeah, not, eat not seeds. seeds. Well, yeah, not hold, the hold seeds. on, you may have remembered it earlier with the <laughs> eat peel, not seeds. Just the end of the haiku. Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I thought it would be fun to have you describe your pastor in only three words. Woo! Three! (laughs) Only three words. Challenge time. Alicia chimed in on our Rise Up Facebook page to say faithful, funny, and caring. Mm. Ah, Just a little shout out to your pastor this morning for Pastor Appreciation Month. Well, we don't want this sermon to go over like 45 minutes. So just a few words. <laughs> Sharon and Bolivar, she goes to Crosstown Alliance, the Shingle House campus. I love the three words that she used for her pastor. Tenderhearted, mm-hmm. bearded, mm-hmm. Sasquatch. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, I mean, come on. You, might, you could have a coffee hour at your church. You could have donuts right. at your church. But do you have a tenderhearted, bearded Sasquatch oh. giving the sermon on Sunday morning? I feel like a big hug is in need right oh, now. Yeah. I can just feel it. All right, who's this? Hi, my name's Sue. And my church is Lake Country Christian Church. And my pastor, three words to describe him, is he loves God. Oh, nice. I love it. Odia Hanel, Bemis Point, New York. Loving, caring, and committed. Park Methodist Church of Sinclairville, New York. I'm Priscilla. I live in Canandaigua. My church is Cheshire Community Church. And my pastor's three words would be teacher, leader, volunteer. Oh, volunteer. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a sheriff's chaplain, and he he's volunteers with the fire department also. May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.